Welcome to the 268th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Bill Boggs, author of The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs. Stay tuned for the interview. This episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast is brought to you by Libro.fm. Libro.fm is the first and only company which lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Support your favorite local bookstore, and you can pick from more than 125,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know who I'm talking about, but you'll be part of a different story, one that supports your local bookstore. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out the recommendations and curated list from the people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. There's a special offer now for reading and writing podcast listeners. Get three audiobooks for the price of one, $14.99, with your first month of membership. Just use the code RWPODCAST. Again, that's Libro.fm, purchasing audiobooks from your local bookstore, and use the code RWPODCAST. Well, welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Bill Boggs, author of the new comedic novel, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog. In addition to writing this new novel, Boggs has had a long media and entertainment career, including a decade hosting and producing Bill Boggs' Corner Table on Food Network. Bill was also the executive producer for the groundbreaking Morton Downey Jr. show. And his YouTube channel, Bill Boggs TV, features hundreds of Bill's notable interviews from different shows over the years. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be in the company of and your company and the company of so many esteemed authors. Great. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about your new novel, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, yet, how would you describe the novel? Well, it's a uh, what I'm what I'm really saying is at a time when we can all use a laugh. It's a very, very audacious story. Um, it's satire. It's social comedy. It's absurdist humor, and it's without. It's, it's actually more than a touch of personal memoir, and it's narrated by fiction's funniest canine. So that would be one quick one quick paragraph on the book, I think. Great. Well, do you remember the original idea that led you to write The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog? Uh, yeah, Jeff, absolutely. Um, when I had my first <clears throat> my first television show of my own, was uh, in High Point, North Carolina. It was syndicated in the South. It was called Southern Exposure with Bill Boggs. And uh, on that show, one day, I took my dog. I had, uh, at that point, he was about five five months old, a, a white English bull terrier, like Spencer McKenzie, with a spot on his eye. And he was just a comedic extreme. The, the English bull terrier is one of the most one of the funniest breeds of all dogs. They're natural clowns. And one thing led to another, and people liked him. 
he 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 would yawn at guests. He'd fall asleep during interviews. I had him right there on the set. And the High Point Enterprise was visiting one day, watching it, watching one of our live shows, and they labeled him Spike the Wonder Dog. Okay. So he was hugely, he became hugely popular. Spike the Wonder Dog in North Carolina got more mail, people sending him pictures of their dogs than I got fan mail. Uh, shortly before I left High Point, North Carolina to go to New York for what was uh, clearly my big, big break, which was to host a live New York-based East Coast talk show called Midday Live with Bill Bog, 90 minutes a day, the dog got killed. He was run over by a car, a, a, a situation that never should have happened. It was a truck coming down the road at 60 miles an hour with all little kids around. And Anyway, the dog got killed. And it was truly a horrible day. I buried him in my backyard of the house I was running. So after the last show that I did, went off the air, that I was my generation, I thought, you know, I've, been, I've had 15 different TV shows that I've appeared on. I've been chasing work all my life. Uh, and I, I want to write. I want to become a writer. Again, this is the third book I've written. But I, my first novel from the 80s was actually um, purchased for a screenplay. The movie was never made, but it was successful on that level. The second book, Got What It Takes for Harper Collins, was um, very successful. So this book, which is not self-published, this is Postal Press. Um, so here's what I thought, Jeff. I thought, what if Spike, it's a long answer, but it's, mm -hmm. it's required here. What if Spike hadn't gotten killed? And what if Spike had come with me to New York in today's world, not back then in the 70s, and become a huge TV and media, social media superstar with me, a master who was a talk show host like me? So what happened was, and the most interesting thing that, that, that happened from the standpoint of the process of writing, Jeff, was this. Once I sat down with this idea that I knew, I knew it would be narrated by a dog. I liked writing things in the first person. My first novel was also narrated, not by a dog, but by a human. Anyway, the voice of the dog came to me immediately. Somehow the imagined personality of this dog who had been long dead speaking through me. Uh, and within five minutes, I was writing in a style I had never written in before. And those who knew me well, one of my great friends is Leslie Bennett, who uh, wrote The Feminine Mistake and the most recent biography on Joan Rivers. She read like an early draft. She said, this is the best thing you've ever written. You've never had a voice like this before. So that, there's your answer. That's how it happened. That's great. Well, as you know, we're, we're currently in the middle of this global pandemic, which is having a sad impact on many American families. And as I mentioned before, and as you, as you mentioned, that this is a comedic novel, do you think humor is a way of coping during this current time? I, 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 laughter is the best medicine. It's, laughter is absolutely the best. Uh, short of a vaccine, laughter is the best medicine. A absolutely. I, you know, someone read, read, the, read my book. I actually, because it's a comedy book, it's designed to get laughs. It's designed to make you laugh out loud, right? It's a satire. It's sending up all manner of things. We can talk about stuff like that later. One of the people who read the book for me, one of my test readers, you know how a comedian would go on stage and test material? 
I inveigled 12 people to read the book. I, I took each one out to dinner. This was back in when you could do that. And all I wanted was honest feedback. And all 12 of them said, laugh out loud funny. This is laugh out loud funny. So one of them wrote me an email a month ago and said, yours is the essential kind of book we need right now. And uh, I'm not cashing in on it. I hope I do sell a couple of books. But yeah, without question, uh, all we have to do is turn on the television and see the grim reality of what our lives are like. We can escape through the, the, the brilliance of fiction. I'm not saying my fiction is brilliant, but through fiction. And, sure. and, and we can laugh and, and escape. Uh, absolutely. Well, in addition to writing this novel, as I mentioned earlier, you had a very long career in the television and media business. And I'm yep. curious, how exactly did you go from hosting a morning talk show in High Point, North Carolina, to um, to being a daytime to to hosting a daytime program in New York City? Well, the show in North Carolina, I, I would say raw ambition. Nothing's wrong with ambition. Ambition doesn't mean you have to step on other people. But the show in North Carolina, which I produced myself, myself, my intern, Richard Baker, who would later become my business partner in Boggs Baker Productions many years later, and a woman named Buffy Queen, who, by the way, appears in the book as Buffy McQueen. We can talk about the memoir aspects later. This, this show was enormously successful in the South. We beat the Today Show for three years. And I think that success led to uh, my being sought out. I had an offer to go to San Francisco, an offer to go to Miami, but I chose New York City. I, it might have been better if I had gone to San Francisco or Miami because they were network affiliates and the station that I uh, went to in, in New York was an independent station. It later became Fox Channel 5, was a metro media station. So the success in the South led to the success uh, and the book the actual full title of the book is The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog as Told to Bill Boggs. Because the, the, the structural thing here is the dog actually tells me the story. Tells right. me, Bill Boggs, the story. And I'm conveying it to you, to you the reader, in, in, his, in his voice. That's great. Um, and so how did you end up with the Morton Downey uh, Jr. show as well? Well, Morton Downey Jr. show, after 13 years of Midday Live with Bill Boggs and doing all kinds of other stuff at the same time, a game show, they were very, Channel 5 really let me do a lot. I did, while I was on Channel 5, I did a special for NBC. I did two different game shows. I did a weekend show for them, and I started a production company. So I was, I was extremely busy. Um, and after the show went off the air, I went down to North Carolina, to, to, Philadelphia, my hometown, and I host, was hosting a show down there, and I just thought, you know, three years in North Carolina, 13 years in New York, I'm, one day I'm standing there interviewing the Chippendales, the, you know, the male dancers, <laughs> yeah. the sort of semi-erotic dancers with accent on semi, and I thought, you know, I'm repeating myself. I want to do something else, so I started saying to my friends, see, if you, see anything you think I can do. And Bob Pittman, one of the founders of of MTV, mm -hmm. Richard Baker and I had produced several music specials for him. This is while I was doing Midday Live. Sure. And um, he he had a local show, the Morton Downey Jr. show, on just on local. And he was looking for a producer, someone who understood talk shows 
who was also a good producer. And so they offered, they, they literally made me an offer I couldn't refuse, double my salary. So I got out of the show in Philadelphia, and that's how I became executive producer of the Morton Demi Jr. and Phil Fox and Morton Demi Jr. had some classic times together. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, so what was the writing process for you in writing The Adventures of Spike, The Wonder Dog? Well, the process was um, once I sat down, I knew that I had something. That I knew that I had a tiger by the tail, the voice. It was blocking out time most afternoons. I, I didn't write at night. I didn't write in the morning. Most afternoons, I would work doing whatever whatever else I had to do. And around 1 o'clock, 1.15, I'd lie down in bed and, and rest. And, you know, go, go over stuff on the phone, Facebook, stuff like that. And then put the phone aside and generally drink a, a highly caffeinated but very healthy tea beverage called a Runa, R-U-N-A, R-U-N-A. And I looked at the clock. I would say, okay, at at 2.15, I'm getting up. And a little before 2.15, I'd get up, walk into the desk. I would, not have the, I would only have the phone available for uh, Googling information. If I, it's so easy to get information. Like I needed yoga positions. Uh, and I, In the old days, you have to go to the library, get a book. Within, <laughs> within 30 seconds, I had them. So it was basically writing every afternoon and blocking out the time. You know, a little bit of time every day, Jeff, can lead to the accomplishment of great things. And that's how I wrote the book. It took me a couple of years. That's great. So are you a dog owner currently? No. Uh, they, the, the building where my beloved, long-suffering girlfriend, Jane Rothschild, and I live, uh, does not permit dogs. Now, I, uh, we, have, we do have a house in East Hampton where we could have a dog. So if we can overcome the building here in Palm Beach, uh, objection to a dog we would have a dog we both love dogs and i've had many dogs in my in my life so so i'm curious i mean we talked about your years of um working in the television and and media industry um i I would be curious in getting your take on kind of what i would refer to as kind of the youtube phenomena uh you have people who are sitting in their apartments or even in a corner of their bedroom and reaching millions of viewers something that obviously wasn't there in the 70s when you had your uh, morning talk show on, in High Point, North Carolina. What, what do you think about that development? Well, I think you put the development in terms of uh, the, the, the pandemic that we're involved in right now, right? That uh, I personally, what, what I think about it is that there's a tremendous, that there's more authenticity going, being broadcast now than there was five months ago. <clears throat> People are at home. There's not shucking and jiving. Audiences screaming. There aren't, there aren't as many cue cards. I think that the entertainment and communications on, on so-called television will be forever changed by homemade TV. I personally, uh, just to launch, just to do with entertain people, five weeks ago, launched a once a week show called Trapped Live with Bill Boggs. It's about a 35, 40 minute show on which I interview notable people about their lives. I pull videos down from YouTube. Um, and we have uh, so far had uh, Lisa Lampinelli, uh, Lucy Arnez. Uh, I've got the uh, 
Bobby Rydell, we have uh, Dina Martin, and we're doing a special on Frank Sinatra next week. It's every Friday at five o'clock, and then it reruns on my YouTube channel. Bill Bog, I have a YouTube channel called Bill Boggs TV. Mm-hmm. That that essentially I've been curating it for twelve years. I've saved a lot of tapes of shows, Jeff, and I never knew where those tapes would end up. Museum of Broadcasting has sure, them, sure. but and now all the tapes I have essentially are on Bill Boggs TV. You can go there and see an interview with Yul Brenner, Itzhak Perlman, Carly Simon, Frank Sinatra, Jerry Lewis, uh, really uh, Senator Ted Kennedy, some of the most notable figures of the last 50 years, and other things that are example of, examples of television interviewing or on Bill Boggs TV on YouTube. It's free. I urge people to subscribe to Bill Boggs TV. You send, we can send you a notice when we post something new. And all of my um, tr- new Trap Live shows go up there, and they, and they stay there forever. That's great. Well, is there advice that you would yeah. offer someone in 2020 who is interested in a media career? Well, media is a big word, Jeff. Be, be more specific. Well, television. Let's say television. Then get yourself a little camera, hook it up to your computer, and start doing something you want to do. If you want to be a game show person, do something like that. If you want to be a news reporter, go out and get a little camera and interview people. Just do it. Uh, it's it's never been it's too ironically, it's never been easier to get in the media if you're defining it as television. It's a helicopter going over. Sure. And it's it's never been more competitive because more and more people are doing it. I mean, there was a point in the 80s when I thought every single person I met wanted to be a talk show host. Because I wasn't a talk show host my, almost my entire life. I've interviewed like three, 4,000 people. But now everybody is a talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what books have you read recently that you would recommend? Um, let's see. Well, right now, I'm, I'm, I, I read um, Alan Zweibel's book, Laugh Lines, How I, My Life Making uh, Funnier People Funny. Uh, I'm reading the book by Eric Larson. Let me get, the, let me get you the name just a second. Sure. I should have a title there instantly. It's the, oh yeah, it's the, the Splendid and the Evil. Um, I, a lot of political books. I just read Double Cross, the explosive inside story of the mobster who controlled America, Sam Giancana, a couple, several books on the Trump presidency, Trump and, Trump and his generals, uh, an audience of one, Trump and television, Devil's Bargain, uh, the Reagan Diaries. Very, very good. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Mostly, mostly not much. I write fiction. Adventures like the Wonder Dog is fiction with a heavy dose of memoir in it, but uh, I don't read much, much fiction. Particularly when I was writing, the whole time I was writing the the book, Jeff, I did not read one novel because I didn't want another voice in my head. It was bad enough having a dog talk to me for for almost three years, which which he did. And by the way, I want to say. Adventures of Spike the One, the dog is available on Amazon and Kindle. All you have to do is go to orderspike.com and you can get you can get either version. It's Post Hill Press and uh, 
that's that's what I got going for me. And I so, did. what where, where can people find you online if they're interested in learning more about you and the the novel? Oh well, I th- you, there's a spiketheunderdog.com website. Okay. Okay. Uh, that would be the first place, spiketheunderdog.com. Uh, BillBoggs.com, my own personal uh, website. Bill Boggs TV on YouTube for some examples of my work. And notably, if you go to if you go to the authors, if you go to Amazon, for example, and you just type in Bill Boggs, what comes up is me and the Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog. You know, the book, the book is there. But what I really want people to take a look at that, that's so important to me, or some of the some of the advanced reviews we've got. Winston Groom, you know, Winston Groom, the author of Forrest Gump, sure. said, said, Bill Boggs and his friend Spike the Underdog unleashed comedic wizardry in this madcap, highly entertaining, satirical novel. Spike is the newest canine literary hero to take on the world with hilarious results. Uh, Alan Zweibel, Thurber Prize winning author of the other Shulman, an original Saturday Night Live writer, said, the book is so smart, witty, and inventive that I ke- had to keep reminding myself I didn't write it myself. <laughs> uh, Mark Elliott, New York Times bestseller, Bill Bogdan did a home run with his highly original, hilarious satire on everything. A terrific read. I highly recommend. Uh, it's just some, some really wonderful things. I won, the, the Daily News said this is made for the big screen. Susan Irick, Isaacs, you know, best-selling author. Who would write such an outrageous novel? Uh, Spike has gotten his memoirs down on a better grade of paper than most pets get. <laughs> she's, she's terrific. She's terrific. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Bill Boggs, author of The Adventures of Spike, The Wonder Dog. Go grab a copy of the novel now. And, Bill, thanks for doing this interview. Jeff, I, thank you for, for keeping the spirit of writing and literature alive. I greatly appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you very much. And I hope at some point you get to meet my friend Spike. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.